We're live. We're live. We're live. My stuff good morning. Good morning. How you doing? <laughs> the camera's off. <coughs> I'll fix it in just a moment. We are live this morning, and we do have a topic. <coughs> Excuse me. Can you be influenced to buy? Hmm? Can you be influenced to buy? Can you be influenced to buy? We're going to talk about it right back here in a moment. Good morning, my name is Brian McNeil. And I am Lisa Santiago McNeil. And thank you for joining us on our show, Let's Talk About It. We come to each Monday through Friday right here on the SIBN Network on iHeartRadio, YouTube, TuneIn, as well as Facebook Live. Good morning. Good morning, good morning. Like, 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 like. Like, 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 like. We are talking about an awesome subject, and I am thinking that... um, I have got a bit of some insights on this, but I have a question. Can you be influenced to buy? Can you be influenced to buy? Is there something that can be created to help you to determine or to change your mind or to influence you altogether to do something that you had not already intended to do? We uh, we talked about it a little bit together this morning, um, and we found that there were quite a few indica- indicators that there is at least some small belief that one can be influenced to buy. Where are you? And there are a lot of different things that can be used in that. Um, Clothes was in the dryer, man. Eh. No, there were not. That's an expression. Like when they say I'm right around the corner, then where was you so late? My clothes is in the dryer, man. Man, anyway. your clothes were not in the dryer. Yes, it is. I don't know how. My chair is higher today. Okay, there we go. Maybe it's this. Anyway, um, good morning. Good morning again. Yeah, all right. Can you be influenced to buy? Now, we got onto this topic today because, um, you know, as I am the sales confidence coach, I did a chance, I got a chance to be interviewed last night by Mr. Brian Olds of the Black Speakers Network. And one of the things um, he went on as he was introing me, he was talking about, I personally hate to sell. I would rather do anything else in my business, create a new product finish up another thing, deliver something else, figure something else out. I'd rather do anything but sell, you know? And he says, I think most entrepreneurs don't like to sell like this either. And I appreciated him being that transparent because he's right. If I had a room of 100 people and say, how many people here don't like to sell? Probably about 90% of them will raise their hand. And the thing was, all of them are incorrect. I'm a, and I proved my point last night. I'm going to prove it right now because... I know what they don't like. They don't like the potential to be rejected. They don't like the feeling of slimy or trying to trick anybody into doing anything. That's what they don't like. But I also asked them room. I said, how many of you have ever had anybody pay for your services? 
Had anybody pay for your services, give you money for what you offered, bought one of your products, bought a service, and they paid you the money that you asked for. And once you got that money, you mm -hmm. said, I did not like that they paid me for this. Mm -hmm. I didn't like the fact that they gave me the money that I asked for in exchange for what I was offering. No, you didn't do that. See, that's the part that's the selling, getting money in exchange for. So you like the selling part of it. You don't like the parts leading up. Yeah, they to might it. say no. Right. Right. And and there's things you can learn to make that more palatable. Hey, Glenda. Good morning. So with that in mind, understanding why people don't like the act and all that kind of stuff and, and what it takes for it to be more palatable. Lisa and I got in the conversation. And then I told her something that I wrote up yesterday that people will buy because they want to. They buy because they want to, and they want to because of either they feel like they can get it from this person or, or they or they want to get it from this particular, but they buy ultimately because they want to. And then the conversation became, can we influence their wanting to? Can we influence it? Now, we were able to come up with lots of examples of, yeah, <laughs> you could. Good yeah. morning, Miss Glenda. Good morning, Miss Phyllis. Good morning. There's lots of ways that people can be influenced because a, a lot of times you think of, oh, well, I'm not going to buy nothing that I don't want to buy. But how many times did you buy something that you didn't even know exists because you were given an opportunity to be introduced to it in a positive way? Exactly. That's why the adage of uh, people buy just what they want to buy. I mean, that's why um, the adage is not true. Because sometimes you didn't even know of a thing until someone offered it to you, or someone sold it to you. You know, it's it's gotten um, cliche, but and I don't know if they still do it in COVID, but you couldn't go into a mall without tasting chicken, mm -hmm. without them sampling you chicken. Now they didn't give you enough to make a meal, mm -hmm. but they gave you enough to say, "Oh, I like that." Or I don't like that, or I want more of that, and I'm going to eat more of that. So sampling or taste could be one way that you influence people. As a black man, like I am not, man. I am not genetically predisposed to turn down a piece I of cannot, free. I cannot, chicken. I cannot with you. There's no way I can turn down. A I piece cannot of free chicken. with you. If they're offering me a piece of chicken on a toothpick, I have to have what it. What have you already ate? I am not genetically engineered <laughs> to be physically able to turn down a free piece of chicken. So you can be influenced by taste. That's one way. When we're in a... And, and one more thing, too. The free piece of chicken thing, mm -hmm. this taste of it, how good it tastes, yes, but there's another law in play. The law of reciprocation. They did something nice for me. I'm going to see them in a better light. They gave me something for free. I'm more inclined to want to give something back or at least try them out. Absolutely. And I think it says another thing. They at least believe enough in their product to be willing to share it with somebody else. Mm -hmm. If you don't think what you're doing is good, you probably don't. Well, first of all, you probably shouldn't be doing it. But um, you probably don't want to randomly share it with someone who might have a negative response to it. Mm -hmm. When you go to a diner on the road, most restaurants they seat you down there and then someone comes up and they put down either a coaster or napkins in front of you and ask you what you want to drink 
on one hand, that's incredibly presumptuous. So what makes you think I even want something to drink? I didn't ask you for something to drink. Why do you think I want something to drink? Well, because you're in a restaurant. <laughs> Why would you even come here? Any other way, any other reason, right? They're assumptive, but they have every right to assume it because the environment that has been created around you. Absolutely. Glenda says being introduced in a positive way makes a great difference. Developing those relationships brings more interest in what is being sold. Absolutely. That's why um, uh, a lot of that's how a lot of Mary Kay in, uh, interactions began it is a positive introduction. How are you doing? And you look nice and this is a new color or whatever it is to present themselves. But even the Mary Kay parties that we used to have, I don't know if they have them anymore. I've done a few. Um, where you're not selling anything, you're having friends over for facials. Now, they're getting to experience the facials and the friendship and the energy and maybe and a bit of a nosh and, and a little that. food, right, uh, a little drink. And in that energy, they're also more, um, more susceptible to hear what you have to say. Ah, let's have a little 15-minute Mary Kay presentation about this new lipstick or this new uh, skincare routine. Because I know Mary Kay focuses more on skincare than they do on makeup, although I always focus on makeup. But anyway, um, and how it makes you feel and how much more beautiful you might feel on the inside if you actually also looked on the inside, on the outside. So that is a way to be influenced to buy the feeling that you are being given the environment, the environment, the ether that's going on. Mm -hmm. One of the worst examples, but still it works all the time is the timesharing industry, the timeshare industry, ruthless, cutthroat, not very scrupulous and not for the meek. I don't know if they do it anymore. Cause now we have the, um, the Airbnb and VRBOs and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Well, Airbnb and VRBOs have killed, I mean, kicked, the timeshare industry in the butt a lot, mm -hmm. but but back when they could, mm -hmm. when, here's the scene. You know, it's after the first tours and all that stuff. They got you in a room with several desks and several agents with several couples in front of them, so they could all see each other, hear each other. And then one couple would say yes, and then once they say yes, they would blast some techno kind of they music. They would celebrate. They would and celebrate. Everybody would applaud. And everybody sees the applause. Yeah. And they kind of like get up and like shake around a little bit or whatever, do Absolutely. a little corny dance in front of strangers to techno music for that horrible financial decision you just made. And so, <laughs> but what that did was created a popular opinion. Oh, they it, got applause. We want to be applauded. We want, too. we want some of that. Hello. <laughs> uh, what about me? I'm going to take two because I want you to celebrate me more. I want you to applaud in front of strangers. <laughs> That's being that's being influenced to buy, but not quite as um, not quite as stark as that. There are times that you go someplace for one thing and you can be influenced to buy something else. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Like when you go to the Super Bowl on TV, when you're sitting down to watch Super Bowl on TV, you came for the game. Well, now you come for the show also, but you came for the game and the halftime show. But you didn't go for the commercials. But you didn't go for well, the. Commercials. You may have. I don't know. Well, I actually do go for commercials because they've launched the best commercials of the year. No doubt. The, at that time. The most expensively well-produced best commercials of the year that they think they tested through the roof, which is why it's incredible to me that they still have some poor commercials at the Super Bowl. They do now? Yeah. 
some verses that are just don't hit, or these don't hit for me. I yeah. still remember the um, Budweiser commercial mm -hmm. with the frogs when they first came out. Great. What's that, 10 years ago? Probably 20, baby. Really? Yeah. Wow. What was I doing even what? watching the football? I love that. You probably was trying to um, no. impress some dude. No. I was married at that time, too. I've always been married. Somebody, somebody, somebody contacted me. And told me that they met me at an event, and they even have a picture of us at that event. And they said, because "I don't, huh? You and me, or you and your no, ex-husband? No, neither. Well, first of all, I've never been anywhere with my ex-husband. Okay, but um, wow, like not in not to a thinking place, or you know, nothing like that. Not, okay, not really. But um, but he said, uh, we're." Uh, I don't think you were married at the time. I said, was I an adult? <laughs> and he said, yes. And I said, no, um, I've never not been married as an adult. And it was just funny to me. Like, how could he even say that? But um, anyway, I'm sorry. Glenda says, been in a timeshare situation just like that. I had two timeshares and no intention of buying either one. Absolutely. What happened? You got influenced by the energy by the energy. And that's why some people I think are hired for their energy. That was actually a comment that someone made recently when they took you on to do another, uh, when they hired you to do another type of training, or at least they accoladed you as a result of you were hired because you have amazing energy. Your energy is conducive to making people feel um, inspired, yes, excited, and exper excited, and inspired are reasons to be able to be influenced to buy. Absolutely. This is a um, current um, black woman doing commercials for Target. I don't know who she is, but... Tabitha Brown. She's pretty, but I don't think it's her looks that's getting her over. She's got a wonderful spirit. Her charisma or yes, energy. Tabitha Brown. She, she starts like doing this right here and look where I am. It's Tabitha Brown. Okay, I believe you, but I had never heard of her before. But I just saw the commercial. She's a um, she's an influencer. And then when she walks into Target, there was a, a an ad that had her picture on. It. I said, okay, she must be a name or something. I didn't know if she was just like an actress or something. She's well, she is an actress now, but she's an influencer who um, who changed her life because she was having some health problems and she decided on a vegan journey and she started recording those um, vegan videos and sharing her thoughts in a very loving and patient way, as well as her, her energy is just beautiful. Well, I didn't know who she was and I appreciate Lisa telling me just now, but her, her energy would make you want to at least look at anything that she was endorsing. Mm hmm they're like wow absolutely i, I can think because in it, when it's in when it's in men it's typically called charisma when it's in men it's typically called charisma but i think in women it's i think it's still charisma but but charisma almost is not a flattering thing to say charisma is an easier thing for me to digest and talk about and understand you know even though it's hard to describe what it is you know it when you see it mm -hmm. but charisma there's several different types of charisma one can be the physical charisma you're drawn to that person's looks. But there's other charismas, too. You're drawn to their know-how or their intellect, okay? 
this person is capable. They know a lot of stuff. Let me let me hang around with them. They're they're achieving the result that I want. I think that that's an. I think that 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 may be an inference because I think um, charisma does not necessarily have to do with it intellect or ability but it could but that's what it could mm -hmm. but even before you know any of those things about an individual charisma has a way of pulling you in okay attracting you in like jesus christ had charisma mm -hmm. president obama had a charisma president obama had charisma michelle obama has charisma amazing also. charisma you don't, you don't have to say anything you want to be closer to where they are absolutely you're attracted to them you're drawn to them Absolutely. So those those would be influencers and influencers are using that charisma to influence you to buy, which is why now on social media, particularly on Instagram and TikTok and all those things, you seeing people interacting with a with a certain thought, idea or a thing that you are attracted to the person, you begin to lean in a little more. Um, is that good or bad? Because it is the way now that. You have to, professionals have to do reels and have to do TikToks. And I haven't done that. Good morning, Dr. Beverly. She goes, hello, family. You are the greatest. Good morning. Good morning. You are, you the, are greatest the greatest too. But they're doing these reels and they're doing these dances and they're doing all of these things and they're recording that stuff. And then they slide in that they're doing business too. And I was highlighted in my mind the other day, there's a lady who was my client years ago was very, very conservative at the time and straight-laced and buttoned up. And now she's doing dances with cut-up jeans and showing cleavage. That's not the same woman that I was I was coaching on how to sell, but it's the environment now that maybe she feels she got to do that. Or maybe she had a life-changing event that influenced her in that. But understand, maybe. one of the most things that um, conveys in these different things um, is authenticity. I think if you see someone acting outside of their character um, just to to participate in something that's going on, I think that could have a negative impact. Yeah, because it won't come across right. Right. You know, could but I on, do that? Could I pull that off? On the other hand, if you found a way to really Peel back the layers and be willing to expose a side of yourself that you wouldn't normally expose. I'm not saying do something that you wouldn't do. Maybe do something that you wouldn't do in public is a lot of what yeah. these, these, these things are with the drug. But now a lot of the influencers today are um, are so enhanced and 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 I don't know. It, it doesn't come across as authentic or else it's giving a false sense of ability or achievement. If it's working, I'm going to start showing my cleavage. You know, what do you think, baby? Hey, Chef Red, where you been at, <laughs> bro? Yo, yo, yo. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> What's up? I thought, what do you think? If I, show, if I open up my shirt a little bit more, baby, it'll help no. my business. <laughs> It's okay. It's okay. Chef Rev, how you doing, man? Today we're talking about can you be influenced to buy? Chef we Rev, I told Lisa about this this morning. This is a thing that I have not revealed on the show before um, about my former addiction. Okay, I knew her head was going to drop. I'm telling Chef Rev something. Okay? I, I understand. I'm telling and Chef Rev I, something. I understand. Okay? 
But Chef Rev, I used to be addicted to the hokey pokey. But I was able to turn myself around. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> those could be it. in defense of you, those could be your reels. Those could be my reels. Those could be your reels. Just a two-second sharing Brian in his silly mode <laughs> and on the screen have other information. But okay. Uh, or even not even on the screen. That's the other thing that people misunderstand about the real is you're not giving people a barrage of information about what you do. If you've caught their attention, they'll go to the link. They'll go to the information. They'll want to see more of what you're doing and they'll find out what that looks like. <laughs> because oh hell to the no, no, no. Now I'm a big fan of Bishop Bullwinkle. Okay. Who does that song? Hell to the no. To the no, no, no. To the no, no. I love it, okay? He's got two songs I like. Okay, one is Hell to the No, and the other song is Some Preachers. Okay? Some Preachers. If you listen to Bishop Bullwinkle's Some Preachers, don't have the kids around, okay? And embrace yourself. Oh, <laughs> if you're a sensitive preacher, it ain't for you, okay? But Some Preachers by Bishop Bullwinkle, uh, George Allen, watch that. Listen to that. Let me know what you think about that. Lord have mercy. I might play it when the show's over today. So can you be influenced to buy? I wrote down some things that, okay. that people could be influenced by. And maybe we've actually said most of them in different ways. So samples or taste, we can be influenced by what we're tasting, such as the chicken on a stick being passed around or sampling at a at a um at being a being a vendor at an event and giving people the opportunity to see what it is that you offer before they actually hire you on as a full um, provider of something else. Let me just say the title of what we're talking about here today. And I want to hear some input too, but can you be influenced to buy? Can you be influenced to say yes, even before you decide that you do yourself? Um and I like Lisa's list here a lot, and we're going to go through it all. Um, I recently had a situation, and the lady bought like a trial program with me. So George Allen said, not either. I want it or I don't. I oh, don't, really? I don't know if that's We're true. going to challenge that today. Mm -hmm. He goes, no, either I want it or I don't. Really? So you've never bought anything that you did initially didn't want. Had a lady just recently tell me. Uh, at least I talked about this. She goes, Brian, look, uh, I'm going to be a trial program, but don't offer me anything else because I'm not going to buy anything else you have. Okay. Now, I understand because of my years of selling, who would say a big no up front before you even offer it to them? The people that give you a big no up front or a big no, look, I'm very difficult to sell to. So don't offer me anything. No matter what you say, I'm not buying anything today. Okay. This is a sales tip for you. When you get a big no up front, who says that? Only one type of person gives you a big no before they even know what you have or before they even know what the rate is. They give you the big no because they know the internally that they're pushovers. They know they say yes to everything. They got Electrolux and Kirby. They got Encyclopedia, World Book, and Britannica. Okay, that's those people. Are, okay? <laughs> you just went way I back. I did. I went way back. Oh, okay. my goodness. But, but here's how you handle it when they give you a big no. Here's how you handle that. 
you ignore it because they don't mean it anyway. You you hear them and just get past that big no and act as if they didn't even say it because they didn't mean it either. Give them your normal presentation with enthusiasm and showmanship. Give them a special rate for them, and they always say yes. Okay, that's how you handle the big no up front, and that's what happened just just within a week. Okay, don't offer it to me, Brian. Great, I, and I even said I heard you say don't offer it to you, but this is what it is. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I love these people who say nope. Either I want it or I don't. But if it's true that a that a person cannot be influenced by anything, um, and either you want it or you don't, what about well, I would the things, even want it. What about the things that you don't even know that you want until you know that they exist? Yeah, you didn't even know about some of these things that you wanted until once you found out about it. Then you knew you had to have it. Okay. I was um, walking through, um, uh, uh, what do you call those things? Uh, a big flea market type mall. They had an indoor side, the outdoor side in Raleigh. And there was this guy that had a small huddle of people there, and he was doing knives demonstration. Okay, The knives that could cut the tomato really, really thin and then cut the tongue out of a shoe. Okay, And he was talking the whole time. And I didn't want no knives when I walked in there. But his, his game was so good. <laughs> good morning, Dean. Thank you for joining. Did you finally make it home? Oh, my I goodness. know you were stuck in the airport with your beautiful daughters, and I hope that you finally made it home to get you some rest. Yep. <laughs> Dean is a great one to talk about this. Can you be influenced to buy? And uh, the ether caught up with me. This guy's rap was so smooth, and his demonstration was so good, and the crowd was so rapt. He probably had two or three of his people in the crowd. Okay, um, watching this presentation, but I got caught up too. Wow, I can cut a tomato that thinly. How often do you eat tomatoes? Right, I don't even eat tomatoes like that. Okay, <laughs> but I, but I, I have to hide tomatoes in the sandwich and hide <laughs> them in a the salad. <laughs> They're not the first thing that you reach for. Yep. Um, the history of the se- history of selling in this country. I studied the history of selling. You know, salesmen used to be called drummers. Okay, around the turn of the century, before the turn of the century, it was called drummers because what they would do is they would load up their carts full of their wares and they would go to a town and just bang their drum to draw attention to them and then step right up. We got this, this, and this, and this. Okay, drummers that's what they used to call going from town to town selling their wares in different townships. And not only did they have drummers, but they had what's called pushers. Okay, drummers and pushers. And the way it worked, like especially like with the circus. Okay, the drummer will step right up inside. You got to see um, this person, see the bearded lady or see the world's fattest woman or whatever it is, okay, the exhibits. So they bang the drum and tell you all about that kind of stuff. And then they had people, okay, then they had people designed to get in the back of the crowd, no matter how big the crowd was. They had people to, to gently nudge them towards the tent and the pushers. They would gently nudge them, okay? That's what they would do. And then people would get that gentle nudge as if there was people around them moving them. They would gently nudge them. They would gently nudge them. And then what they would do, they would get them in there to pay their nickel to go see the show. Okay, that's how selling started in this country. <laughs> and even before that, what was sold was gambling and prostitution and beer. Okay, but anyway. Chef Rev says, I'm an economist and a minimalist. 
People that are easily influenced need things to make them feel a certain way. Are you really? An economist and a minimalist? People that need things um, to make them feel a certain way. Um, you're probably right, but I still um, would want to put you in positions where I would wonder, can you be influenced? It's not just, I have a hard time believing it's just, if I want it, I'll get it. If I don't want it, I won't. You could be sold too. The reason why I know you could be sold because you have more than one pair of pants. You got more than one pair of shoes. You got more than one vehicle. Okay. You didn't need it. You wanted it. Okay. And why did you want it? Because you felt you looked good in this outfit at the party or they looked good in this suit at the church. That's why you wanted it. So it, how much you wanted it was, was influenced by some other factors other than just, if I wanted it, I need to get it. Okay. And honestly, we're talking more about uh, marketing than selling. I think you're right. Because I think um, the inf being influenced to buy is the precursor for being sold to. That's why they go together. That's why the marketing and sales is easily conflated all the time. He, he says, no, that's not me, bro. You do, do have more than one pair of pants <laughs> and more than one pair of shoes. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to concede that point because you've been around yourself a lot longer than I've been around you. So I'm going to go ahead and concede that point. So understanding that people can be influenced to buy as a precursor to selling, it's going to be important to know that they go hand in hand. Do I need to appropriate one of these? No, especially not that one. Why not? See, because of the two, that looks more masculine than the other. No. Lisa has these bling pens, these glittery this pens. This is my favorite pen, but it doesn't write very well to me. It writes because... better than the one I'm using right now. I'm sorry. It writes about as good as this one, if not better. No, it doesn't. It goes in. Look. It, it, it has pressure that I don't need. How about Which this one? testing this pens one? out right Can now? Can I have this one? Can you have it? What yeah. are you going to give me for it? Nothing. I just want to keep having it on my desk. I don't have a good writing <laughs> pen. You can have it, baby. I'm keeping this one because this writes better than the one I have on my desk. Okay. All right. Got me a pen later. Influenced to abscond with my stuff. How did that happen just now? I saw the pens on her desk and I considered that I have two pens on my <clears> desk right now and I don't like how either one of them writes. They don't write very well. They were cheap pens. You know what? It's still on your desk. What? Because I don't like them either. <laughs> that's why they're still on my desk. Because she doesn't like them either. If she had liked them, they wouldn't be on my desk anymore. No. <laughs> they would not. I, I'm throwing them in the trash now. I don't like them either. Mm -hmm. um, I believe we can be influenced by, and I really believe. We can be influenced to what, by what we hear. And I believe you're supposed to. Influence others to buy from you and and market. I mean, um, hire you. You're supposed to influence. If you have a service to offer the world, if you're not willing to market it, let the world know about it and position it in such a way that they would want to say yes. Then you're not serving. Is discipleship a sales and marketing job? Exactly. Go out and preach the gospel. Why are they preaching the gospel? Why are they attempting to convert? 
why are they trying to save souls? Okay, and why? Okay, you guys go out there and you you 12 and you make more people, more disciples to go out and spread this gospel. That is marketing. That is word of mouth marketing at the time. Chef <laughs> Rev says, I would still have a Nokia phone from 2001 if the cellular network did not change. That's a classic example. The phones. People that have iPhones or Androids, doesn't matter. You might get the one, the two, the three, the four, the five, the six, the seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. And you move your way through them either, either every season or every other season, okay, mm-hmm. typically. But the cell phone company does not have to actively sell you. No, no, no. They don't have to sell you to get an iPhone or the Galaxy next thing. They create a situation where I want it. You want it. Well, they also created situations where you have to get it. You have to get it. Yeah. Yeah, because because his Nokia from 2001 is not available. So he had it, to get another phone. It wouldn't phone. be on this network. Yeah. No, if he, even if he had the same phone, they wouldn't be able to make a call on this network. Mm-hmm. This 5G crap um, took everybody through a spin on that. But because there were enough people that said, no, I'm not going to change. And um, they couldn't influence and force them. They found a way to retrofit it with that little chip that I had to put in there. Yeah, we had to put in the freaking, uh, freaking is not the right word. (laughs) (laughs) A 5G chip to make it to interact with this network. And right now, uh, I have um, a laptop, Microsoft laptop. It's not not a, a MacBook, okay? But now they're trying to push, at least they were pushing harder last month, to upgrade to the 11. And I've learned from the 10, do not upgrade the equipment. Replace it with the other one already on it. Because when I upgraded the last time to 10, I did it on the current laptop I had. Everything jacked up. you know. And then I had a technical support person explain to me what you just did by upgrading, putting 10 on top of what you already had. That was like building a house on top of a house that's already there, okay? And it causes crashes and cracks. So I will not do that again. If I decide to upgrade to the 11 or anything else, I will just buy a new laptop that already has that. I upgraded to 11. I didn't have any issues. You already did on your laptop? This one here? Yeah. I'm not doing it. This one here? I'll replace it. Yeah, this right here? (laughs) See how that got into the vernacular? (laughs) Remember that stuff you got for me last week? It's nothing. It's nothing. But this right here, this right here? Is better. So we got um, taste. We got environment. We got energy. Um, we Chef- never said forced. Chef Rev says there's a difference in, difference in wanting and being forced to buy. Either way, they're going to get your money. Yes. They are. If you're being forced, that's robbery. But um, <laughs> if you're being influenced, that's it's still a choice. It, it's still a choice and it's an influence. Um, that you still get to decide how you're going to respond to it. And the force could just be perceived force. You know, it's not real force. I guess. Like in back on the timeshare example, um, they you were allowed to do in that industry, you were allowed to do anything short of physical violence to get the sale. Anything oh, from short, the side of the salesperson. Yes. Anything short of physical violence. You couldn't do that, but you could <clears> do anything else. And they encouraged it. Yep. So um Smell, smell makes a difference. Um, the smell of a place, like if you go, uh, if you go into 
a bakery or if you're going to buy a home, they often smart have real estate agents, cookies, baking, or, bake, in the oven. or apple pie baking, or smart on ones top will do of the that. Stove. Yes, or potpourri on top of the stove because that smell does influence. It does elicit a mood. Smart real estate agents will have that hot apple pie in the oven. And that or a tray of cookies so that you can grab one and smell it also at the same time. So they're influencing you two ways. Yep. Taste and smell. Um, Lisa and I was in a hotel this past weekend. It was a great experience, I think. This hotel. We've had some bad hotels. Yeah. This is our bedroom was our room was huge for one thing. <clears throat> but one of the highlights was cookies. They have fresh baked cookies every day, twice a day, actually. Because we've had the fresh baked cookies in the morning when we come back in the evening. There's another whole new batch of fresh baked cookies. Cool. <laughs> and they had them presented um, um, with safety is not the worst. Sanitary yeah. way. They, yeah. had them, they had them pro, uh, produced in they a had them prepackaged way. And, and a paper so that you don't have to touch anybody else's cookies. Yes, it was safer. And they had it right next to the coffee stand, too. Here's some free coffee for you and get yourself a free cookie, too. <laughs> it was very nice mm -hmm. um, George says He says if I want to use a cell phone I'm forced to purchase a compatible version Yeah yeah, absolutely I had um, I was a Blackberry person And I loved my Blackberry <laughs> Until they came out Ooh. with things That you couldn't do on the Blackberry And they had not upgraded the Blackberry To do the new things that people could do that I needed to be able to. I was a crackberry head. I'm telling you. Blackberry is a business failure story because they had the market complete. Yes. They had it all. They had all of it. And they didn't want to change from that um, ball, that track point ball. And that um the, the ABCDEF thing, what they call, the, the QWERTY, the QWERTY thing. The QWERTY keyboard. They wanted to keep that. And the others didn't want the QWERTY anymore, but they wanted the QWERTY. And because they decided to keep that QWERTY until it was too late. They lost all their market share. They had the hugest altogether market share. And I really, really, really loved my BlackBerry. The great business mistakes. Um, IBM made a great business mistake. Um, instead of going to personal computers. From mainframes. They wanted to keep mainframes. Mm -hmm. They didn't think the market for personal computers was going to be big enough. And they lost their market share. They, at one time, they were the biggest company in the world. Okay. They lost it all. <clears throat> So it says that make the timeshare salespeople mad as hell. So, so why? <laughs> I enjoy it because I like it. I like to see the presentation. I want to see how it goes. I've always done it, you know. Even even with the, um, the ex, I did it with her before. It was just a, it's a ball for me. Okay, and and I, I'm I'm willing to invest the time. Go ahead, do your thing. <laughs> Go ahead and call Carlos over or Chico over. See if they can help you. Let me go talking over my manager. Okay. <laughs> That's better than dad jokes to me. Lord <laughs> have mercy. That's so much. So we've hey, got. Lisa. Mm -hmm. Hey, Lisa. What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? What do you call an elephant that doesn't matter? An irrelevant. Ah, ah, ah. Ah, <laughs> irrelevant. Get it? That one didn't do it for you? Okay, how about this one? What did one plate say to the other plate? 
What did one plate say to the other plate? Dinner's on me. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> That's a good one. Dinner's on me. <laughs> okay, Chef Rev. He says, when time is up, give me my stuff and, and I'm, I'm out. out. And and they know, they know pretty much they have no shot. So after a little while, I imagine messing with Chef, uh, Chef Rev, messing with me after a little while, they know. No matter what we say or do, you're not buying. Nah, go ahead, though. Then they decide they don't want to waste any more of their time. They're, they're up against a formidable opponent, so they're, they're, gonna, they're not going to keep messing with me. I'll just take the free trip tour thing, and I'll take the um because I wanted I wanted the, the free dinner tickets, the dinner tickets, and the tour around town on their little bus thing. So yeah, I, I'll give you my tour tickets and my dinner, and and I take the dinner. I'm gonna go eat the dinner, and I'm gonna take the tour thing. Cool. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> Yep. So you can be influenced oh, in many cases. Influenced to buy. Oh, I'm sorry. We get caught up. Um, we're going to do our card real quick, and then we're going to do our greeting songs for you folks. Um, Ron, if you keep coming, man, we're going to get your greeting song. Lisa's got a card in her hand now. Let's go. It's looking forward. The card is called looking forward. And this is the beauty card. Looking forward. From your now moment, softly turn your inner gaze to what lies ahead. Imagine a future for yourself that is filled with joy, beauty, and wonder. And ask yourself, what is the best thing that can happen? What a great question. Um, we've been talking a lot about that lately. I started asking yourself, what's the best thing that can happen as opposed to what's the worst thing that can happen? Um, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that can happen? Force your imagination to imagine what could be a negative outcome. Okay, what's the worst negative outcome you can think of? And if you hold that thought for long, your subconscious mind is going to take it as an instruction and move you towards that thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sister Brenda Booker, you're just in time. We're about to do our greeting songs Good and boy. our greeting logos. Let's go from the top. Now, what we're about to do, and if this is your first time here, if you're not sure about the show, what are these two people talking about? If your first time just happened through, you're probably thinking, man, that woman is gorgeous. You know, you're probably thinking that. Or they're pretty interesting. But either way, we've been doing this show for since October of 2016. That's right, man. Monday through Friday. And some people like Miss Glenda Tate Williams and Miss Phyllis George have been coming to this show and participating in this show for years. And we like to thank those folks with a greeting song or greeting logo individualized. Like Miss Glenda's song goes like this. Glenda's riding on the freeway in makeup in your pink Cadillac. Ah. Shouts out to Miss Benetate Williams with Mary Kay. Shouts out to Miss Ileana Kolich. She's also with Mary Kay. She she calls me her coach. She gives me so much credit for helping her and her business. She's been with Mary Kay now for 20 years, and she just got another award, and she chose to get the um, rose gold ring because she had achieved another level. So she just got another rose gold ring, and she thinks the ring is so beautiful. One of the reasons why I always mention her is because She's been in Mary Kay for a long time, but she always ran her Mary Kay business like a real business. I mean, stats and everything. And she was able to to show the time she was working her business before she started working with Brian versus after Brian. And she could show her business improved by 40-something percent. And she attributed it as a direct result of what she learned from Brother Brian. Absolutely. Good morning, Bill. Thank you for joining us and this Ms. morning. And Ms. George has a, a logo. Miss Phyllis is here. Miss Phyllis is here. 
so clear the way. Miss Phyllis is here. Now we can all have a great day. I like Miss Phyllis's logo. Dr. Beverly has a logo as well. And it goes, Dr. Beverly is on the show. That's the kind of logo you can yell across the street at her <laughs> from a moving car. <laughs> Mr. George Allen, also known as Chef Rev, he has a song as well. His song goes, <clears throat> why must I eat like that? Why not hire Chef Rev? It puts the good food in me. Not, 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 not. That's our man, Chef Rev, man. Chef Rev, you ain't going to believe this, Chef Rev. But we made one of, well, when I say we, I mean Lisa made. Lisa made one of your pork loins. Roast. Pork roast last night. And we're having it this morning. How about that? We're having it this morning. One, AKA from, from our friend, Chef Rev. Let's keep it going. Thank you, Chef Rev. Um, Brenda's on the show. And so is William Brown. Mm -hmm. William Brown's up first, I think. <clears throat> Good morning to our friend, Bill. Nobody thinks like him still. We love him so, and we always will. Our friend Bill. William Brown says, on the move, but I had to make time to check in with my family. That's right. He's our family. And Brenda Booker Bull, the world's greatest real estate agent, she popped him. She has actually earned a song over the years with us. And her song goes, <clears throat> it's tricky to buy a home or sell a home. Don't do it alone. Choose Brenda. Hey, choose Brenda, 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 Brenda. It's tricky to buy a home, to sell a home, don't do it alone. Choose Brenda. Hey, choose Brenda. Brenda, 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 and Melissa dropped in Melissa at the Price last minute. It's worth it when you pop in here. We love, love, love it. I had the opportunity to talk to, to Melissa and Renee yesterday on the chat. Renee is her mom. Her mom. Melissa Price popped in <laughs> in time. And we're going to do her jam right now. I just took a sip of water. Melissa said, I have to check in quick while I have a spot of Wi-Fi. That's right. But bam, 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 Melissa's on. Now it's time for us to sing her song. Melissa's on. Good morning, Miss Melissa Price. You had a spot of Wi-Fi because, you know, she's traveling. Yeah, she's in Michigan. She's already in Michigan. How about that? Traveling, man. Absolutely. And she drove to Michigan with two daughters. Okay. Three chicks in the car. Okay. I want to hear the story at one point, Melissa. How was that trip? Absolutely. Absolutely. I know that you had a good time. Her mother looked so happy. And I was so glad to be able to, to um, interact with them. I actually, I had a video chat. Well, not a video chat. They actually sent me a video message. Um, Melissa says, God, I miss you guys. I'm all discombobulated without my daily dose of empowerment family. Well, Live your life. Getting you're getting a different daily dose now because you're around right. family. You up in you up in the D, right? She's up in the Detroit, Michigan, Detroit. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. What um, she said, "I'm still here till Tuesday, and then get to make the trip home." How was the trip? Was it a pleasant drive? Was it difficult? Was it easy? Okay. <laughs> because she don't have anybody in the car that can share the driving with right. her that I saw anyway. She might... I did that. I did that. I drove to Ohio with um, me and all the kids. There were nine of us in the car. Nine. You and nine kids? Yeah. Nine kids. Nine kids. 
me by myself in my Kia van. Two babies under three, and the rest of them were. How old was the oldest child? Four, um, ten. Boy or girl? Because they had to help. Yeah, actually, I had three, two boys, Brandon and Jeshua, and Tater was with us. So Tater did all the work because the boys don't do nothing. They carry stuff. Okay, they carry stuff. Yeah, but we had a tire blowout. We had a whole lot of situations, but I handled it by myself. If you had it to do over again, would you have tried that again? Would you have started it all? Knowing what you know now, would you have even began that trip? I think no. I think the I think it was a good experience. I think it was wonderful to be able to manage all of that um, with the kids. See my mother, not have her kill any of us mm-hmm. um, on the visit. Your mom was in Ohio. Yeah, she was in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Right now, Lisa's mom is in Florida, and she's awaiting my visit. <laughs> I'm gonna try to get there in July. July is already kind of full. It's tomorrow. Yeah, but we, I know. We, in a few weeks, we're going to be in Denver, Colorado. I know. Three weeks, Lisa and I. Three weeks. we got the countdown. Three weeks to Denver, Colorado. Um, Melissa said it was an interesting trip. It was all good until Ohio. I'd almost rather chew my foot off right. than to drive through Ohio. We almost hit a deer on the wow. highway, and my GPS cut out and left me with my instincts for part of it. Mm. But otherwise, it was great. And the the kids are perfect travel companions. You are blessed companions. that your Amen. kids are perfect travel companions. William Brown says, Lisa, <laughs> you are a saint. Nine kids in the car. Just hearing about that makes my head hurt. Yeah. It was actually eight. It was actually eight. Eight um, kids, but yeah. still nine people. Yeah. That's nine people that have to use a bathroom. There's nine people that have to eat something. Well, two in Pampers. And two in Pampers. <laughs> okay, still two. That means Pampers that have to be changed. Yes, Pampers that have to be changed. People that have to be fed. Um, nine attitudes. Nine no, moves. we didn't have any attitudes. Every one of y'all had an attitude. No, no, there were none. There were none. They were not allowed in the car. We left them out of the luggage. No attitudes. Wow. You just don't pack it. Don't pack attitudes. <sighs> I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and if I had to do it, it would be terrible for them yes, to make you, it easy you would, for me. You would not unpack your attitude. I would bring my attitude because yeah, I would need it. But we don't bring it. We don't okay. bring it. I would be doing the driving and I would have my belt. Handed. No. There were no whoopings. I there would. were no raised voices and there were no whoopings. Shh. There was love, camaraderie, songs. The kids would have hated even it. Even when the car broke, not broke down, but even when our tire, tire blew out. Yeah, yeah. We were still we managed it. Y'all looking great. <laughs> I love your color coordinated outfits. Today I saw what Lisa had on and I was like, well, do I have anything that can match that? And I just so happened to have had this pink pullover shirt in the closet. I said, that's pretty close. Thank you very much, Glenda. Yes. So I, I attempted to match her today and apparently it worked. You did good. Yep. Apparently it worked. You know, I bought that shirt. You probably did. I did. Okay, I know I have a pink shirt because I probably wouldn't have bought it. <laughs> that, it looks good on you. Okay, I'm rocking it now. And it's baby. not pink, it's mauve. This is pink, baby. Or salmon is pink. Though. No, salmon is not pink. Salmon is orangey and left to my devices. I'm calling this pink. <laughs> okay. You can call it whatever you want. There's this one uh, comedian who's talking about how tough his dad was 
on his family on the trips. And they have all the kids in the back of the of the um station wagon. And if they cut up and everything like that, and he got tired of them, he would pull into McDonald's drive-through. And the kids be all excited. He's like, I told y'all to calm down. They had McDonald's drive-through and they still cutting up. And he would order one black cup of coffee and pay for that and then pull off. Nothing else. <laughs> That is cruel and unusual. That's so awesome to me. That'll teach them a lesson. Now, there's going to be other McDonald's coming up. And if y'all act right, maybe y'all will get something the next McDonald's. <laughs> I love that. Terrible. That's what we do. Yeah. But you got to do what you got to do to manage your household and keep some sanity. Yes, you can be influenced. But as a parent, you got to keep some sanity. You got to find a way to fight back. You can be influenced to buy. You can be influenced to be around. You can be influenced to participate in. <laughs> yes, that's brilliant and wrong. Yes. Drive past the McDonald's. Y'all ain't getting nothing. Um, <laughs> it's horrible. There's another one. You're driving right past it. Calm down. Man, there's another one. <laughs> Drive past six McDonald's. Please. We're going to be good. We're going to be good. Please. All right, you sure? <laughs> Give me one black cup of coffee. Use your imagination in your business. To get back at your kids. Yes, use your imagination. In that. your business. I'm trying to let him get all of this out of his system. <laughs> Actually, my mood is right. I'm ready to get to work. I'm ready to go to work this morning. Does this type of energy influence you to be more um, effective in work than... Something else, I think this type of energy is better for me than watching the news in the morning or anything like that. <sighs> Melissa said, my kids didn't get stir crazy at all. I'm telling you, they are phenom phenomenal at road tripping. They never even asked how long till wow. we're going to be there. And it took us 12 hours. We did stop at McDonald's once, but I didn't hold out on them. Burgers all around. <laughs> That's good. We actually have... Uh, That's an example of good parenting because you train your children not to be painting their asses in the car. Yeah. Actually, my uh, the, the youngest, when Jade was traveling, she first started out with, um, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? And we turned it into a song and we just got to sing the song. Are we there yet? No. Are we there yet? That sounds like no. a Lisa style. And then I would, she would sing, are we there yet? And I would say, no. And so now that's going to encourage her to keep singing it. Absolutely. But it was melodic and we were interactive with it. And then she would get tired of the song, but she never did. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? The the annoying, are we Hold there yet? Hold your chin up. <laughs> no. Okay. But anyway, you got to go, baby. Gotta go. It's 9.53. We love you. Thank you for joining. And don't forget to have sex. Don't forget.